Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. He is with Further Still Ministries, and we do this little show called Solid Steps Radio. And if you found us by accident, how you doing? Hopefully you'll stick around for a few minutes. We're going to do, over the course of the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, things from by men, for men, from a man's perspective. Uh, we know we have a lot of lady listeners out there, and they always come up and tell us, I know I'm not supposed to listen to your show, but I listen to it. And we're like, hey, that's great. We love anybody to listen, but our audience is we talk to guys, and we talk to guys about guys' stuff. And uh, we hope you will join us and, uh, and listen in on a regular basis. And if you want to hear all of our shows in their entirety, commercial-free, you can go to our podcast at iTunes or SoundCloud. Or you can go to our Facebook page and just type in Solid Steps Radio. So uh, how are you doing today, Kurt? I'm doing great. Good. Yeah, doing Good. awesome. Good. Yeah. So uh, we're talking today about a topic that is um, it's a little bit, uh, you, you don't hear it talked about a lot in, in men's circles, maybe in men's circles you might, but in general society, um, especially with gender roles and, and who's supposed to be saying and doing what, there's a lot of, a lot of going back and forth. But today we're going to be talking about something that is universal. Uh, you, can call, you can stem many problems of many people's lives back to this one issue. One of these few issues, core issues, is any man by himself is going to be in trouble. If you leave a man by himself. By the way, that's in the Bible. Well, we'll get to that. I'll let you, I'll let you point that out. And we just want to let our, our listeners know this is going to be probably a PG-13 type show. So if you got little ears around, you know, we're not going to be cussing or anything, but we are going to be talking about some adult subject matter. But the point of the matter is if you leave a man by himself, there's that one, there's a poem that says, no man is an island. And it's so true because if you leave a man by himself, he's going to get in trouble. If you leave him by himself emotionally, relationally, financially, you name it, we're going to get in trouble. We need other sets of eyes in our life. And we're going to talk today about a man who did not have sets of eyes in his life. And we're going to talk about the journey that he took from the outward journey that appeared the hidden journey, the life that was going on in his life, and then a life when it was exposed and how God took it and redeemed it and made it and what, uh, what his will is. You know, Chad, when, when you were talking like that, I'm reminded of how the lions work in Africa. They go after, who do they go after? The individual from the herd. The sick, the lame, the, the diseased, and the alone. And, you know, yeah, we were meant for community. We were meant to live together. So uh, we got two guys here who are buddies, and we're just going to unpack their story. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the show, man. Glad to be here. Thank you, sir. It's great to have you and your buddy, Aaron. Aaron, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you guys. So, um, you know, Chad and I, when we were... When we were planning this and uh, looking at, you know, how, you know, specifically your story, Jordan, and how your buddy, uh, you know, who wasn't a part of your life and then became kind of a, uh, you know, a, a dear friend to help you out. But before we, uh, he, before he helped you out, things were going really well. Uh, you were married, uh, your wife, uh, you guys were married. Uh, you've been married how long? Been married 10 years, celebrated 10 years of marriage, December 14th. Nice. Yeah, we've been together uh, 15 in total. Uh, started dating in high school, so high school sweethearts. Really? So I've been together a long time. Wow. And then uh, you went to you went to the uh, the Harvard of the South. The University of Kentucky. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, and, then, and then you dated her all through college? Correct. And then uh, you got how many kids? 
We've got two kids. Uh, I've got a girl uh, named Peyton who's five who is uh, – she is a spitfire man. She is a born leader. Uh, we I just pray that uh, as a teenager she's going to lead for good causes. Mm. So that is the prayer for sure. But yeah. no, she's awesome. And then uh, I've got a two-year-old son, Paxton, uh, who is not adjusting to a new big boy bed uh, and is actually uh, electing to sleep in his closet at the moment. So, uh, probably he has need, a mind of his own. Yeah, he's probably going to need counseling later in life for that. So um, you can oh, pray well, for, for yeah. God to bless our business so we can afford that. That'd be great. <laughs> this this season, too, shall pass. Um, okay, and Aaron, you've got you've been married to Katie how long? Almost seven years in June. Almost seven years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got uh, you got how many kids? I got one kid and one on the way. I got Lila, who will be three in March, and an unknown who will arrive in June. Nice. And 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 you don't know the the sex of the baby? Uh, no, I yeah. suggest that we didn't find out with Lila either. I, so. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, in a, in today's world, everybody kind of has to find out what they're doing. But I like the I like the surprise. Yep. So okay, so uh, Jordan, back to you. You're uh, you're going through life. You, you started a business. Uh, you you, know, you got done with school. Started a business. Is that right? We actually. So I knew since high school that I was put on this earth to to run a business. I just always knew that was in my DNA of who God created me to be. I grew up in the home of an entrepreneur, so it's kind of modeled for me. Um, but we actually bought uh, an existing business okay. uh, that actually my dad owned prior to that. He owned it, sold it to a guy who didn't really do very well with it um, or didn't run it to its potential. He's a great guy, just wasn't a good fit for him. So we bought it in 2013. Um, we've owned it for over five years now. Uh, it's grown year over year. Um, we doubled it in less than three years. Uh, we've less than two years. Um, we've almost quadrupled it in less than five. And so uh, life is going good. I yeah. mean, you're 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 progressing in in uh, business. You're you got an awesome wife. You got two kids, and uh, things are good, right? Yeah, life's good. Um, kids are healthy. Uh, we've had uh, friends who, who haven't been as lucky on that front, so a uh, tremendous blessing to have two kids without significant health issues. Yeah. Uh, wife is, uh, for the most part, without health issues. Um, I definitely punted past my coverage uh, in the wife department, so very thankful for that. Um, but, yeah, no, life's good. Uh, are, you part, are you going to uh, a place of worship? So yeah, we um, I bounced around a bunch. So in the first seven years of marriage, we moved like six times. Mm. Um, so I bounced from Nicholasville, Kentucky, uh, to Alabama, two different cities in Alabama, and then whenever we found that the a, a Louisville business was for sale that we wanted to acquire, we moved uh, from Huntsville uh, to Louisville, Kentucky, which where we didn't know anyone. Um, so that we kind of bounced around on church home. Um, but uh, we're regularly attending a church, so we were we were checking all the right boxes of regular attenders on Sunday, uh, checking the tithe box, so uh, all the outward things that you could look at, um, we're we're fitting the bill. So all the outward things are looking good. Life seems to be making you just you're just on this upward plane of things going good, but, uh, but yeah, there there is a but. Um, so uh, pornography has always been something. Uh, my first introduction to pornography was probably around the age of 12. Went to a buddy's house. It was super innocent. We were playing ball. Um, I'm pretty sure he got tired, and so we went inside because uh, I wasn't the kid that got tired. I was the all-day guy. <laughs> but um, 
we ended up hanging out in his um, upstairs, and uh, his uncle had a huge stack of Playboy magazines. I mean, I'm talking hundreds. Uh, so we kicked it up there, um, and I was enamored with that. I'd never seen a naked woman at that age and thought it was awesome. Um, not much has changed at the age of 32, but um, that's still good. Um, but uh, As long as this one person. Correct, <laughs> correct, correct. Uh, but uh, in high school, uh, I moved um, as a freshman, so not a good time to move as a young man. Uh, didn't know anybody, so I had a couple hours every day after school unsupervised not really guys to hang out with. Um, so I, I looked at porn almost every day uh, in high school uh, until I got a license and could drive. Mm. And that, uh, that's, I mean, that's when, uh, what, what, what would you describe, you know, I, I'm, I'm addicted to this. Was it, was, was it in high school? Um, I've, I've never been comfortable with using the word addiction on it. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't have reason to not. Uh, I knew it was something that should be hidden, but I didn't think that it was a major problem. Even probably even the first time, even when you're 12 years old, you probably know this needs to be a secret. Yeah, yeah, which is which is crazy that you know that. But I mean, it's one of those like, duh, it's a no-brainer. You don't go home and tell mom, and say, hey, uh, I can't even remember the kid's name of the house that I was at. Um, it's like, yeah, you should have seen the stack of Playboys that he had. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Mom, it was, like, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, we, there's something inside of us that our, our conscience and our awareness and, and I think the living Holy Spirit is, is saying, this is not right. You sense that, but, then, but you, you, you continue to move on. Yeah. And so um, take us now. You're out of high school. Now, now what's going on? So one thing in high school that I did tell myself is um, I started dating my wife in high school, but I'd kind of always made a promise to myself because I knew that on some level it was wrong uh, to consume pornography. It's like, you know what? You're not having sex in high school. If, if this is what you need to do to keep from having sex, it's good. It's a good alternative. It's a safer alternative. Um, it's, a, it's a good way to go. Um, it'll clear itself up when you get married um, and you don't you you have availability and opportunity every day yeah uh, once yeah once you get married all of this will go away yeah it'll it'll naturally remedy itself yes that is uh, one of the lies from the enemy so we're going to take a break and uh, we'll be back in the next couple few segments and we're going to talk more about Aaron's story and Aaron is telling a story that's very similar to many men uh, when what age were you uh, Jordan was Aaron's going to talk about how when he met Jordan how they were um, kind of brought together at two men having some of the same similar problems and how they both kind of helped walk each other out of that. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back shortly in the next segment to hear more about how Jordan was had to face this problem, and it was not more than just a casual habit. It was something that was a stronghold in his life. We're going to talk more about that here in the next segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter, we're here with a couple guys, Jordan and Aaron, and we're talking about uh, the struggles of living life on your own as a man and the power of moving in packs with other men and, and what that means to be with other guys and how that helps strengthen us as men. If you need to be strengthened in your finances, you need to go to LNN Credit Union. LNN Credit Union helps you with all of your financial needs, whether it's business, whether it's personal, home loans, second mortgages, credit cards, you name it. 
Allen & Credit Union can take care of you and all your financial needs. That local lender who's been here for decades and they care more about the money, they uh, care about you as a person. And also Vision First Eye Care. Uh, I can see today, I my, put my contacts in and my six-year-old was like, what are you doing? He was watching me put my contacts in and I said, those are, those, those help are daddy eyeballs. see. I can't see without them contacts. <laughs> but Vision First helps me see and they can help you do the same thing. So if you need any eye care, Vision First Eye Care, they both great sponsors of our show and also great help in the community. So Jordan, you, uh, you, you started looking at porn, you're 12 years old. Uh, fast forward now, you're, you're married. Yep. Um, what's going on now at home? Uh, married life was great in the first year. Um, we, the porn consumption dropped off significantly. Uh, I would say pretty much non-existent in the first year. Um, as, as things kind of changed and evolved in our marriage it, it kind of it trickled back in uh slowly uh, and it was never uh, at the level again to where it was at in high school of daily um but one thing that compounded it is um I'd, i've always kind of had this hunger for success or to kind of pr- prove myself mm-hmm. so um was working in the family business didn't feel like there was enough opportunity for me there end up seeking out a, a corporate gig um, do really well with that. Um, that uh, kind of changed my, my, my day-to-day. It was a travel job, so a bunch of time on the road, uh, different city every night, uh, a lot of downtime, and that's when the, the pornography kind of crept back in uh, and became more closer to a daily uh, activity. Was that, um, w- would you call that, what, what, what would you, was boredom a part of that? Um, while you're traveling away, you're, you're looking for excitement. Um, what's what's kind of drawing you into that? Are you, you just you know you're alone on the road? Is that I mean probably a combination of all that or what? What, do you, what would you say? Uh, there's there's three different types of men that are susceptible to sin: a lonely man, a tired man, and an angry man. So if I ever left the house, if we didn't have a good weekend together, uh, then that kind of if uh, there was some angst between us and our marriage, uh, that would definitely spur um, the consumption in that capacity. Uh, also, just being bored. I mean, idle minds uh, mm-hmm. are not a good deal. Um, and I had moved around a bunch, so um, there was a, a loneliness component there as well. Um, and so it, it's, it's now getting some traction more in your life. What's going on spiritually with you? Definitely a uh, distance between me and God. Um, we, we still attended church, um, but it wasn't hardly any time in prayer, uh, not reading a word. Um, so there was distance in that capacity. Um, the one thing I noticed, or looking back on it, whenever um, pornography was a consistent part of my day, or not day, but life, um, the, my music choice, the movies I liked, all the, the jokes I liked were, were far more coarse than if that's not prevalent in my life. Yeah. So it, there's a cause and effect there. Yeah, it, yeah. And I, I, again, I'm just so reminded of how the enemy works. I mean, he will, he, he is setting the trap for us to destroy us. I mean, the Bible says, you know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy steal our joy, steal the, the purpose of our life, steal, and it, and it moves towards eventually, you know, destruction. I mean, that's what he's after. He's out to destroy us. You're going to say something? No, I was just talking, to, thinking about how, um, how you were doing all of these things behind the scenes internally, but were you really ever 
able to express these things outwardly to anybody? Do you have any other guys in your life that friendships that you said, Hey, this is my best buddy. And we talk about everything. I mean, I, not really. No, I didn't have, I had drinking buddies, um, is essentially what I had. Um, whenever I would, um, go out and, and spend time with franchises, um, if it was a franchise I liked, we'd go out and dr- grab drinks. Uh, sometimes that would be way late into the night. I could expense it on a corporate card. It was kind of encouraged. Uh, was kind of the culture there. Uh, sometimes that, that evolved into a strip club visit. Um, at that point, I'm just, I'm quote unquote, being a good steward of the company relationship of not shaming them that that's not cool. Um, but no, I was 100% an active participant in, in that. Um, so, so Jordan, once uh, you go to your first strip club, what's, what's going on in your heart and your mind? Um, are you just, uh, I, I, I mean, you're going along because, Hey, okay, I'm, this is a kind of a corporate deal. I need to, I need to be a part of this, but it's, it's continuing to feed. Yeah. So it it was definitely a, a void within me that was being fed. So whenever, uh, I would say at its apex was if it was kind of justified, if it was someone else's idea, I was just a ride along guy. Yeah. Um, but it, it kind of grew into where there was a couple of times where I went by myself, which if, if you're a man that is taking those steps, that is a huge red flag. Like that is kind of next level. Um, that's not a good deal. Um, I don't know. Thinking back on it, it's like, dude, you, you were a perv. Like that's your, but, but you're, you're really sick at that moment, but you really don't even know it fully. Yeah, because I had always pursued um, success for so long, and I wanted to succeed, and I wanted to be quote-unquote important or uh, seen as worthy uh, or or something to that effect, that whenever you do that for an extended period of time, you don't have a work-life balance. Like, you're making unhealthy choices. You're pushing yourself harder than you were ever made to be pushed. And whenever you do that, what that can breed is a sense of entitlement of, you know what, you deserve to treat yourself. Like you bust it to, to support your family. Uh, you're killing it. You're, you're climbing the corporate ladder. Um, what, what is, what's one visit to a strip club? Like, it's not a big deal. Like you're not having an affair. Uh, you're still being faithful to your wife. Those are all lies, uh, that I told myself to justify my behavior. Uh, when looking back on it, it's disgusting. Yeah, Jesus said, "What shall it profit a man if he gains all the success, all the job, all the all the awards, all the whatever, and yet loses or or forfeits his soul?" And 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 the enemy is constantly trying to 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 deceive us, to lie to us, and then we begin to lie to ourselves. So um, now you, you, you haven't just gone once. Now you've gone multiple times to a strip club. And yep. then and then what happens? Well, kind of let's bounce around within the context of my career. So I went from living in Alabama, uh, which my wife and I, that's um, five hours away from family. Uh, we had just had our first daughter. Um, and actually, I got confronted uh, about uh, pornography consumption right after we had Peyton. Uh, which uh, is a terrible time for a woman because there's all kinds of doubt and insecurity and she's going through all kinds of changes and uh, it's really insensitive. Um, men, if, if your wives have 
your children, you need to have an increased level of sensitivity to that. You need to have an increased level of understanding and you need to put yourself on the back burner. In hindsight, that's what I know. It's, I, I didn't have the maturity uh, to put myself second at the time. So I got confronted there. By, but, your, by your wife? By my wife. Um, but it's something that I'd always been able to, I don't know if she did, she lacked the nerve or, um, but um, I'd always just tell myself that, you know what, just a couple more I love you, just do some extra dishes, uh, help out with the kids a little bit more. Um, that would be, it'll, it'll blow over. Uh, and historically, it did blow over, I would say, three or four times. But then one day it didn't blow over. Yeah, so we moved from uh, Alabama to Kentucky um, to, to purchase a business. Uh, once again, I'm in a new city where I don't know anybody, lack friends, lack community, lack of church, um, and I actually get invited to a men's group through um, um, one of the, my friend or one of um, – my wife's friends. So kind of a, a, a weird random invite. I end up going, um, the first time I hated it, um, because I'm not a touchy feely guy and a guy put his hand on my back in prayer, which totally freaked me out. I almost, <laughs> I almost wanted to walk out right then and there. Uh, the only thing that kept me from doing that is we were right on the front of the stage. But, um, um, so this is at a church. It's at a men's men's gathering. Yeah. You're studying the Bible, and and this is kind of your first time. And you're kind of like, oh my goodness, you got to be kidding. But I knew that I needed that. Yes. I just didn't know that I needed it. I couldn't articulate that within yes. myself. Yes. But I knew I had been looking for community for over a decade. I just didn't know how to to find it, or uh, maybe, or actually, probably um, Satan wanted to create distance between me and any positive influence in any way that he could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's all about isolating us, and, and we begin to choose isolation. And then uh, and then you get caught. But we're going to take a break because uh, we're going to come back in our third segment and talk about what happened and the tough, tough, dark part of your life. So we'll take a break. We'll be back in the next couple segments. We're going to unpack. Uh, Jordan was was found out and exposed for who he was in regards to what he was doing. But also, when you get exposed, when the darkness is there and the light shines on the darkness, it exposes it but also draws it in. We're going to see how that happened in Jordan's life and uh, how Aaron played a part in that, uh, helped walking him through that. So we're going to take a break. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter here, and we're talking to Jordan and Aaron. And uh, boy, if you've missed the first two segments, you need to catch up because uh, Jordan is on a journey and we're getting ready to have the kind of the low point of that journey here in this segment. But um, if you have a low point with your septic system, <laughs> nice. see where I went with that one? That's so <laughs> nice. Frank Enterprises. Oh These guys take care of your septic systems. If you have any kind of septic issues, if you've got any type of water drainage issues and your water is not going where it's supposed to go it's going to cause a lot of problems so call frank enterprises those guys can take care of your your septic needs and also we want to thank uh bright star home care bright star home care takes people through one of the darkest sometimes potentially darkest seasons of their life when they have to start taking care of a loved one full time 
And that is very hard to do when you're taking care of your life full time. And now you've got to take care of someone else, whether it's a, a mom or a dad or someone else. And then you need the, they need care that you don't know if you can do or how to do it. Bright Star Home Care helps you do that. Both of those folks are sponsors of our show. So go out and use those folks. We really appreciate them. So, Jordan, OK, so you, now you're I mean, you, you don't you don't know this. You didn't wake up this one morning going, I am about to enter into the darkest uh period of my life but that night it happened yeah so I remember vividly it was a Friday in November of 2017 uh, normal work day uh, the wife and kids kind of had a sudden change of plans and they were going to go to Lexington and stay uh, for at least the night maybe the weekend it was kind of up in the air on what they were doing um, so I um, decided to take the opportunity to uh, kind of treat myself that I was going to... You've been working hard. Yeah, I've been been... working super hard, putting in tons of hours. Um, November and December are always really busy seasons of of work for us. And um, I was going to treat myself to several beers and some wings. And um, and then that ended up evolving into a strip club visit that evening. Um, And I ended up getting busted. Um, uh, I still don't know 100% how, but um, Shalane just knew that... I had been to a strip club. So she um, she kind of – I got a call at 1130 uh, that night, and I was actually in the club, and I didn't answer the call. I'm like, my level of freak out is 10. Um, so I'm already had enough beers. I probably shouldn't have even been driving, but I hop in my truck, um, and I, I drive home as fast as I can and call her back from the house. Like, that's somehow me being inside my home calling her from my mobile – phone uh would be proof that i was at home the whole time um logic doesn't make sense at all but that was how i was thinking inebriated at the time um she comes home the next saturday and um she confronts me and i lie about it and um she but i know i'm caught so eventually i fess up say yes i was at the strip club um she had a bunch of detailed questions on what what happened or didn't happen i answered those and um but, I, at, but at some point in time she you've already lied to her once yeah so you, in one sense in her mind she doesn't know now whether you're telling the truth or not correct yeah i've been confronted in the past about uh, pornography consumption it, it never been it never in her mind it had never escalated to a strip club so this is kind of a new level of confrontation a new level of hurt uh for her um that she hadn't experienced before. So this was very fresh. And what does she, what does she tell you? Um, so the next day, uh, we, I know she's mad. I'm hoping that several, I love you's and uh, extra chores. It'll blow over. It's kind of my MO. Uh, we coexist all day Sunday, no words other than what is absolutely essential to taking care of our kids. And, um, she comes up to me, calm, cool and collected and says, I'm done. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of being lied to. You've said you're going to change. You haven't changed. You're the same person. I'm better than this. I want a divorce. And those words hit me like a knife into my stomach. I literally fell to the ground like the way a two-year-old throws a whole body fit. Um, I'd never been the kind of guy that would ask for help. I'd never been the kind of guy um, that was emotional, but the tears came in that moment. I was 100% broken. Um I would describe that as one of the darkest moments of my life. Um, I had, I was lost. 
Um, I, I begged and pleaded for her to reconsider. She wasn't having it. Um, so the only play that I, that I could think of in my playbook was I had been to a men's event two to three weeks prior to. I was like, man, all of my buddies weren't good, strong Christian guys. They were drinking buddies. They were good guys, but they just weren't strong in the faith. They weren't equipped to handle that phone call. Yeah. Because they probably would have suggested, oh, we'll just come out and we'll have some beers. Uh, well, that wasn't the answer I needed. And uh, you knew. And you I knew, knew it was going to take divine intervention uh, for me to potentially save my marriage or to fix me. And, and you knew I needed some solid dudes around me. Correct. Yeah. So enter Aaron. Yeah. So <laughs> I re- enter Simon and a group of guys. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So I reached out to Simon and Aaron. You, you, you did what you threw. You threw the hail mary. I love how you, you you're like I I need help and but I have no idea what. To yeah. Do. It was it was a hundred percent a prayer. A hail mary is a prayer at the end of a game. Like you have very small chance that it's going to work, but that's the literally the only play that's possible that could result in a win. And so I threw a hail mary to two receivers that I had known for two weeks. Like, there's not a deep history there. Like, there was no chemistry, really. Um, but it was the only shot I had. And what happened? And um, I could not believe uh, the response from Simon and Aaron. They said, dude, God's got this. You got this. We're going to walk with you side by side. And you're going to fight to save your marriage. And God's going to save your marriage. Aaron, what was going on through your mind when you get the text? Well, first off, I was, you know, just shocked that a guy that, that hardly knew us would, would ask that. So I was honored. Um, I, I knew I had to step up and, and help a guy um, that I, again, didn't know, but I knew he had a beautiful family and seemed like he had it all together. We had to reach out and help that guy and get him through these dark times. I had never specifically been through that situation, but I had struggled myself with pornography from time to time. So I had an accountability partner. I knew what it felt like to have somebody that you could trust and that you could count on to say, you know, what are you doing? You know, get your head out of your, your pants. You know, come on. We, you know, we, we got to get through this. It's, it's wrong. It's a sin. You don't need to be doing it. You know, your wife deserves better. Your family deserves better. So um, I, I knew firsthand the, um, the power of somebody that would, that would get you in line and keep you in check. And so, would check on you too. So, so when you got that text, when you got that phone call, you knew, hey, game on here. Oh yeah, all in. 100%. We, uh, you and your buddy, we we got to help this dude. Mm-hmm. And so, Jordan, what's going? And uh, when when they got when they respond that way, um, even though t- tell our listeners, you know, really, your wife goes, I, I, this is over. This is over. Um, what's going on in your heart in your mind? So the fact that I have a couple guys that are willing to walk with me blows my mind. And um, it gives me a small amount of hope. Um, the, there, for like two weeks, every single time I got in my truck, I was hopeful that it would just get plowed by a semi. Like that was how low things were. I knew that my decisions, my marriage was done. Uh, my kids were going to grow up in a broken home. Uh, as I knew this, this is fear. This isn't reality, but I just knew because me and my wife are business owners that she had the possibility to clean out my bank account. And not only was she going to ruin my life, but she was going to ruin the nine families that our business supports. Like I knew I had just wrecked a ton of lives by a selfish decision. So I literally hoped that I would get plowed by a semi every time I got in a truck for like two weeks. And um, I prayed and prayed, and uh, Simon and Aaron uh, uh, allowed me to lean in and be weak, which 
they didn't know me beforehand, but I am the quintessential I don't need help guy. So they didn't even know how absurd and the Lord, it was. The Lord, the Lord has his way of opening their eyes, doesn't he? <laughs> For sure. And so yeah, so you're you're you are broken, you're humbled, and it's a, now it becomes a you know you're moving towards uh, where God is. You know, Jesus says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit," and that's what you became. Oh, 100%. And um, I'm so, looking back on it now, I'm so thankful for the level of brokenness that I experienced because without that level of brokenness, I never would have been able to uh, submit myself and find out the true power that there is in submitting yourself to Jesus. Um, the, the other thing that I learned is that I thought that I was addicted to pornography. I wasn't addicted to pornography. I had a wound that I had never had the wherewithal to address, and pornography was a uh, like an over-the-counter medicine for it. And yeah, you can use that for a while, but un- until you address the real problem, you're not going to have uh, resolution. And um, this, me falling on my face uh, and having the, being lucky enough for, uh, I say lucky, it wasn't luck, because the fact that uh, I went to that men's event two weeks before the the worst moment of my life. That's God. That's not coincidence. Yeah. Uh, it, hey, Aaron, let me ask you, what was your all's approach here in the next 30 to six, 30 seconds or so? What was your all's approach of how you, what did you do with, with Jordan? What did y'all do with him? Was it a daily thing? Did you call him? Did you meet with him? What'd you, what'd you, what was your game plan? We kind of did all of it. You know, most most importantly, you know, we just wanted to let him know that we were there for him. Whatever he needed, you know, hey, I've been through this before. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's ways to fix this. You're going to fight. There's a chance. You know, your family can still be there. So let's let's go win it back. So, so you're uh, encouraging him in his ears. You're in his ears telling him, hey. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Even he didn't believe it. But if if they weren't telling you those things, you're thinking, I hope I get killed by a truck. They're telling you there's hope. Had they not been telling you those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a scary thought. Um, I, I don't like to let my mind go there, to be honest with you. Yeah, b- because at the same time, you and your wife are, you're living in the same home, but you are having basically no contact for uh, at least, you know, weeks. You, you're not connecting at all. Yeah, it's like, I would say it's probably similar if you the worst roommate you've ever had um, in life, college, or whatever. <laughs> it's kind of on that level where there's no extra word spent other than what is 100% necessary to survive. That was my house. So we're going to take a break, and boy, that sounds kind of bleak, doesn't it? But there's one more segment left, and that means there's one more story and chapter that Jordan, uh, that God is writing in Jordan's life, and he's still writing that that story in your life and Jordan. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly and hear what God did in that time on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of today's show, Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining, boy, you missed out an incredible first three segments of a story that God is writing in Jordan's life. Uh, he starts looking at porn at 12. He starts to li- consume porn. He gets married and still is living a secret life. And then he has a really bad Friday, a really bad weekend, uh, as you, we heard in the last segment. And his wife has called him on the carpet and says, I know what you're doing and you're lying. And uh, that is a, a tough thing uh, to do and, and experience. Uh, so we're going to hear that. And uh, commercial free, all of our shows are commercial free on our podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes. And thanks to our great sponsors like 
Uh, Dan Hart Financial. Dan Hart helps you with all your financial needs. If you want to find out about retirement and what can I do with the money that God has given me and I want to make it last and I want to be a good steward of it, Dan Hart can sit down and come up with a plan for you to help to determine what to do with your finances. So Dan Hart Financial and Ellen Credit Union, great sponsors of our show to help give us a commercial-free podcast. Okay, so Jordan, um, now you've your wife has busted you. Um, yesterday, when Chad and I were talking about this, we go, you know, kind of the perfect life, then it's the hidden life or the secret life, then the busted life, and, and, and when, when your wife busted you, and then you reached out to Simon and Aaron, uh, what, what changes were beginning to happen, evolve in your life? Well, A, I was made to realize that I needed help. I probably, I'm thankful that I did get caught because I would have never come to that realization. Mm. Um, I've always been a really good manager, so I've always been really good at compartmentalizing things, yeah. and I'd always been able to keep my sin under wraps. Um, but at, in that moment, um, it was brought to light. Um, I knew that words weren't going to get it done. Uh, I knew it was going to take, if I had any chance of saving your my Your wife marriage, didn't want to hear one word come no. out of your mouth. I mean, she didn't believe jack squat. Nope. Nope, and she shouldn't have. Yeah. Um, and um, so I knew it was going to have to be a behavioral change. And I knew for me to make the amount of change that I needed that there was only one way that that was going to happen, and that was through Jesus. Um, so I literally on my hands and knees every morning, and I still do that to this day, I, I pray and ask for help. Um, I started reading the Word every day. Um, I consistently went to a men's group on Thursday morning, like my life depended on it, because it pretty much did. And um, I was different at church. Um, and, and all of these things are, are surface-level um, kind of Pharisee things, um, but it was outward symptoms of the change that was going on inside of me. Mm. And, um, and God has done so much work on me um, that I'm just so tremendously thankful for. Yeah, so, and Aaron, I mean, you guys were a pivotal piece in this whole transformation. Talk about that just for a little bit. Well, I don't want to take too much credit. Like, you know, it's... Well, God used you. Right, right, right. I know, and I think that's, to that point, that's part of the enemy trying to say you're not worthy to help. And, I, you know, I had some of those instances myself, but... um, Man, I mean, it's just knowing that it was a, it was a calling to reach out to Jordan and to help him. Um, we suggested that he get an app on his phone that would literally send um, a notification to one of us if he was to be looking at anything he didn't need to be. Um, which I I had that on my phone as well with an accountability partner. Yep. So I knew it worked firsthand. Yep. Um, times when I know we talked about earlier when you're lonely, when you're bored, when you're alone. Um, so I remember that I think it was the very first weekend, um, kind of after you were caught, um, your family went out of town. So we were like, Hey, we're going to go out and eat. We're going to spend time with you. We're not going to let you be alone because I, I, I could probably speak firsthand that he would have done it again if, if he wouldn't have been with us. Yeah. Because the, in, how, once you're caught and, and you got this, you're in the pit. Right. Um, so, you know, the enemy goes, well, Hey, you yeah. know, I mean, the, the lies of the enemy are so powerful and we've got to have friends around who speak the truth and, and encourage us. I, I, I'm, I'm amazed at how much the power of encouragement can transform, can help transform a life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for um, sure. And it's rare to find, you know, guys that, that you're comfortable enough to, you know, to say, hey, man, I love you. I'm thinking about you. 
Like that's that's not the norm. At least it's not for me, and I don't think it was for Jordan and probably a lot of the guys out there. But you know, when when you find that guy that will that will reach out to you and just ask you how your day's going, I mean, that's not normal. So you know, that's that's somebody that you know. Hey, I, I I'm going to perk my ears. I want to follow that guy. What's what's he getting into? That I you know I want a piece of that. Yeah. So so uh, Jordan, you, you really had no hope of your marriage being saved, but you knew that there had to be not just behavior, you mentioned that, but there had to be a heart transformation. Yeah, absolutely. I knew that the only way that I would have a chance at saving my marriage is if I fixed me first, and I knew I couldn't fix me without the help of Jesus. Mm. So I knew I had to be willing to do whatever work was necessary to fix me, to fix my wound, Um, and then once I got traction on that, then, well, my prayer the entire time was to save my marriage, Um, but I knew that once I kind of was making progress on healing myself emotionally that I could potentially save my marriage. You can't give anyone else what you don't have. Um, And the thing that Simon and Aaron did um, is they gave me hope. They encouraged me to fight. Um, I feel like God gives every single person on this planet their quote-unquote superpower. My superpower is my will. I wish it was something a lot cooler than that. I wish it was talent. Uh, I wish it was hair, um, but it's not. Actually, I don't wish it was hair. I'm good being bald. But, um, and they, they strengthened my resolve. And I knew that with the gifts that God has given me and with guys that I can lean in on and with the help of Jesus that I was going to turn this around. And it wasn't necessarily my effort. It was their support. Yeah. Jesus, uh, I, I'm reminded of what Paul says. He who began a good work in Jordan. He will bring it to completion on the day of Christ Jesus. I mean, that's true for us. He, he won't let us go. You had basically no hope in saving your marriage, but there came a point when, when you, something happened at home. You're playing with your kids, and what happened? Yeah, so kind of my, my strategy on it was um, that Shalane 100% had every right and reason to leave. And I was going to respect her decision if that was her ultimate decision. But I was going to work relentlessly to make that to be the hardest decision that she was going to make by loving her unconditionally that through anything she was going to be loved just overflow. And there was nothing that she could do to change that. So deal with that. If you want to leave me, great, but just know that I'm going to love you harder and more intensely than anyone ever will, whatever that looks like. Um, So it was one day where I got a glimmer of hope, uh, which just added fuel to my fire. Um, I'm playing with the kids in the living room, and we're being silly. I don't even remember exactly what we were doing, but the kids are all giggling. I'm giggling, and I see her uh, smile, and then that smile uh, was a small laugh. And I was like, the door is cracked open. Like, this is my chance. Like, there is hope. Continue the fight. There's light at the end of the tunnel. I pour into my transformation. Let, let Jesus transform me, but love my kids well and model that. And you saw this little, this little window open. And, and, the, and you just continue to fight for your marriage. Fight to, to let her know, I will love Jesus Christ with everything within me, and he will transform me, and, and, you, and you had hope. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, before, that's all she ever wanted in 10 years of marriage was for me to pursue her and for me to be an intentional, engaged dad. 
instead of this guy that's chasing success, that's trying mm-hmm. to, to have a bigger house or a nicer car, and, and to do that required me to be away or not engaged, um, she would have been so much happier with less and more of me. Mm. And I never realized that until I fell on my face. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff. Um, you know, guys, uh, our time is, is over, but uh, wow, I, I just love your story. I love your transparency. And I, I, I just pray that uh, you guys will continue to just walk humbly with God and that God would use you because there's a lot of men out there who, Jordan, are, are, have gone down your road, and Aaron, uh, down your road, and God wants to use us to be an encouragement to, and to be strength for others who are in the pit where you were, you know, and, and, what, less than two years ago. And so just for the listeners <clears throat> to know the timeline, from the time she said I want a divorce to the time that moment on the couch was how long? About? It was between two and three months. So a couple months later, you see some signs of hope. And now today, how long How long since since you got busted was how long ago? Um, Like 16 months. Okay, so it's coming on two years now, and, and the story is still being written. Is that right? Yeah, our marriage is, we are thriving at home. Like, we uh, serve each other better than we ever have. Uh, I'm a better father than I've ever been. Um, I'm a better business leader than I've ever been. I'm a better friend than I've ever been. And that's not because of my effort. Uh, Jordan, take 10 seconds to tell uh, listeners who are struggling with what you struggled with in the area of porn and, and sexual temptation. Talk to them right now. Just Yeah, so you really need to strip down and, and understand your why. Uh, people don't seek porn because they like to see the images, although they do like to see the images. There's there's a wound that they're trying to fix. So I would encourage you, I would try to impress upon you to, to figure out what that wound is. Yeah. Aaron, 10 seconds. Talk to our listeners regarding sexual temptation, pornography. What would you, what would you tell them? Um, just be vulnerable. Um, if, if you can, you can find a, a group of guys, uh, a support system, just throw it out on the table. There's going to be somebody there that can help you that's been through that situation that can get through it. You're not alone. Mm. Aaron, would you close us in prayer? Thanks, Absolutely. Thanks so much for coming, guys. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this, uh, this radio show, the mission that these guys are on. Um, we're thankful for Jordan's story, for Jordan's victory, and I pray for victories out there for other men that are going through these same situations. I pray that they would be vulnerable. Uh, to be able to be bold and reach out and ask for help and just let them know that uh, that they're not alone in that situation. Lord, I pray that this message came on ears uh, to receive it and uh, bless us through the rest of this day. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Psalm 51 says, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. Mm. All of Jordan's journey... It began with an outward, what he was doing outwardly, but it was a reflection of what was going on inwardly. And his healing and his marriage healing and the, the, the saving of his marriage began with a broken and contrite heart. Gentlemen, your life revolves through in and around your heart. We pray that you will use that, uh, give that broken and contrite heart to God and he will do a work that only he can do. So we thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate you passing this along to someone else that may enjoy it. And uh, thank you for your support here on Solid Steps Radio.